Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near. Today we're going to take a little bit of a trip down 192 away from Disney to just explore something a little different. John recently had a chance to go tour the give kids the world village and just kind of get a preview of their christmas event and he's going to talk a little bit about that and then after that john also recently had a chance to take a little bit of a mini vacation a trip to vero beach and he's just going to go over that a little bit and maybe give us some tips and reviews on uh, what that experience was like so john with that how was Give Kids the World Village? Oh, it was wonderful. It was our first time going there. I, I went with my wife and my daughter, and it was a preview of a Give Kids the World Village Night of a Million Lights. And this is not something they normally have. They have been closed down for the uh, uh, COVID-19 stuff for a long time. And so they have a... They're, they have a uh, a backlog of wishes that that they would like to fulfill once all this stuff is over and one of the ways that they uh, are are trying to get the money right now to uh, make these wishes come true is by decorating the entire village with lights and i i believe some of the people involved in the osborne family lights at disney world are actually you know, volunteering to organize and uh, hang the lights, make everything, you know, look just right. And on top of that, I don't know exactly how many, but uh, when I was there, I saw Walt Disney World um, on written on a lot of the boxes, meaning these were lights from the Osborne. Maybe they were never used. Maybe they just put them back really nice because they looked new to me. But there was an entire room just filled with millions of lights that weren't even hung yet. So if you if you enjoyed and missed the Osborne lights, this will uh, definitely give you the same vibe. And one thing I noticed too, Give Kids the World Village is a very large place. I've never been there before. And I thought, you know, I would be there in 10, 15 minutes. I would see it's just lights, you know, how long could it take? Well, I was there almost two hours, and I did a lot of walking. And um, they have um, the little—I don't—I'm not even sure what they call them—but the little villas, the bungalows, the the places where the kids stay when they are there. Every one of them is uh, is is has lights on them, and most of them are sponsored by somebody. Like when I was there, they had a Sea World house, and the Sea World. It, they did the base lights in blue and white for ocean and water. And they said the rest of it, SeaWorld is going to come in and decorate the rest with props, with whatever items. And um, I'll give you an example. The Kennedy Space Center sponsored one. And there is an astronaut on the front porch, like a full um, astronaut suit. And there is some kind of... Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but some kind of moon or a, a moon rover or something in the front lawn. Like they're actually adding props or items from that represent 
the company doing the sponsor. And uh, I saw one from Margaritaville. They had a big surfboard out front. They had, you know, uh, signs and palm trees and they had a golf cart that was decked out and used at the Margaritaville resort out front. And so companies are sponsoring these too. So they're helping to decorate and I'm sure they're monetarily um, sponsoring it as well. Like I said, I did a preview. I'm hoping to go back before it starts again, but if not, I will be happy to pay for a ticket and go there as a customer. It supports a good cause. So, so yeah, it's beautiful place. There's lights everywhere. They're playing Christmas music. And like I said, unlike the Osborne lights with these sponsorship uh, villas all over, you're going to see some unique stuff. And one of the things they pointed out to me too, I'm a, I'm a huge universal fan. Uh, they have a nine hole miniature golf course and they are decorating that the the entire miniature golf course it's sponsored by universal and i don't know what's in it but i saw some big boxes all taped up and boxed and it said you know it's universal studios in florida so i don't know what they're putting there but i i'm sure it's going to be pretty cool so i'm excited to go back and see that too so like i said i'm hoping to be invited back but if not I'm uh, it's 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 worth the money to go back regardless. So I'm going to go back and see that. that. That must be some kind of undertaking, the fact that they're already doing it, you know, that it was do- being done when most people are doing Halloween events and things like that and, and not really thinking about Christmas yet, that they're already setting that up. Well, one of the things they pointed out was, like I said, this is not normal for them. Normally, they couldn't do this kind of event at the village because it would be full of uh, of uh, wish of the kids and their family and their families. So, you know, you couldn't say, hey, public, come on in and walk through and all that. So they're taking advantage of a Christmas season that that there's no kids there and they're trying trying to turn it into a positive. So. That is a good question. I want to know what are they? I what are they doing with these lights next year? Because I I hope they find another place to do it because it's probably going to be a great fundraiser for them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Central Florida has a deficit of uh, lighting spectacular things now since the Osbournes is gone. I can't think of anywhere that you're going to see you know that level of uh, of light display. Yeah. So do you have, uh, did they give you any information as far as uh, what they're actually about? Because there are a lot of people out there that probably have absolutely no clue what Give Kids the World is even remotely about, what they represent, or probably haven't even heard of them. You know, that's if you're not in the Disney community, so to speak, if, um, you know, if you're kind of the, the uninitiated you probably don't know much about Give Kids the World, so. Uh. Well, yeah, it's a uh, it it it's been here for a long time, and um, the reason that it's located here too is because it's so close to the theme parks, and you know, uh, kids and adults love the theme parks. It's like a, a great family thing to do. So, I guess a brief overall description of it: uh, Give Kids the World is an eighty-four acre nonprofit resort in central florida that provides week-long cost-free vacations to critically ill children and their families and if you want to know more about it you can go to 
gktw.org. That's GKTW, Give Kids the World. Okay, thanks, John. I, I appreciate that. And uh, as far as the event goes, what's the pricing to get into the event? Well, it looks like it's more of a tiered uh, pricing. Um, it, for standard nights, it's $25 per adult and $15 for kids. And standard nights would be, you know, most of the days through November, um, most of them through September, but they do have peak nights too. And peak nights would be around Thanksgiving, uh, the week of Christmas and New Year's. So, But anyway, $25 for an adult, $15 for a kid. And here's the good part. Unlike Disney, kids, I, be I believe it's three to 17 are considered kids here. So it's not, you know, if your kid's nine years old, yeah. he's an adult. Like at Disney, they're like, full price. He's an adult now. I think it's like nine months old now, isn't it, at Disney? <laughs> yeah, so here I'm double checking, but three to 17 are eligible for a child ticket. So, yeah, and if, if you did want to go on the holiday, well, let's go through the pricing quick. Most nights are 25 per adult, 15 per kid. The peak nights, which is right around the holidays, is $35 per adult and $18 per kid. On the holiday nights, and that's, you know, on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, that's $40 per adult and $20 per kid. And just remember, they are limiting how many people can go to this. So... The prices probably would be lower if it was just, uh, you know, pack them in kind of thing. But they are very cognizant of social distancing, masks, all that kind of thing. So they are, and the parking lot is not that big. So when you go here, you are not going to be, uh, it's going to be a pleasant experience. They're not going to jam you in there and, uh, if I remember correctly, the Osborne lights turned into a shoulder to shoulder <laughs> experience yeah. by the end because it was just so popular. And again, I'd recommend buying the tickets early. I need to figure out what nights I'm going to go and purchase my tickets too, because once they're sold out, they're sold out. And I there, there will be a limited amount of uh, tickets available at the door, but I have a feeling that if they run out of them, they're not going to just hold them you know this is a charity and you know they uh it's important that they make money and again if you if, if you think the prices are a little high i think it's reasonable but remember you are supporting uh, uh free vacations for critically ill children and their families uh it's not you know it's it's not a profit it's not for profit this is a a charity all right. And right now they are shut down. They are completely shut down other than the people taking care of the site, uh, mainly because of the COVID-19 stuff. And there's not a lot of uh, Make-A-Wish stuff going on anywhere for that matter. No. So that has a lot to do with it. And even though they are shut down, they are still trying to pay the bills and they still have to keep the lights on and they still have to keep the uh, grounds maintained and everything. And that's and, not free. It costs and, money. And I think too, yeah, as you know, the six months or so, I guess it's, I, this is only a guess on my part, but I would imagine as it's shut down it, that the uh, 
the donations may have dwindled a little bit. And so, you know, when you have less donations coming in, you still have to pay to keep keep the resort open and or not open, but ready to take guests back in when they can. I imagine that uh, a, a, a bump in rev- revenue would be helpful right now to try to. And, and I, I, I guess their biggest thing is they want to be ready to, you know, to, to have all these people come back as soon as they possibly can. So they need money for that too. And again, the village itself, I've never been there before. And it's really, really beautiful place. Like even without the lights, it has, like I said, a miniature golf course, an ice cream shop. It has places to eat. It has rides. There's a, a merry-go-round there. And it's like, it's a very, very beautiful, beautiful place that they created there and like i said i've never been before at all and even outside the lights i was quite impressed with it and speaking of the the price too i i I wanted to mention uh they will have food and beverages available and that's here is a uh, part of the price a selection of free snacks and beverages will be available at the park of dreams pool and they're uh, they're limiting uh, all food and beverage consumption to that area too, I guess, COVID nineteen exposure reasons. But there also will be some snacks available to purchase. I don't know what they are yet, but that price that I told you, the twenty five adult, fifteen kids, does include free snacks and drinks too, along with the experience. So I know when I went there, the ice cream shop was open and. The ice cream shop, they don't, I don't even think they have a catch for register because it's typically, you know, it's a, it's a resort for free stay. So they, uh, you know, they were, they give out ice cream. So it's just a guess, but I would assume that you may, you may be able to get ice cream there too. And like I said, it comes with snacks and drinks. So if you do pay for the tickets, you don't have to pay for anything else and you can eat, drink, enjoy the lights. So, and it it says too, there's also, there, there will be merchandise available too. And I didn't get a preview of that. About how long do you think it would take to really make your way through the village looking at these lights? Well, I would say on the short end, you could probably do it maybe, maybe a little over an hour. If you take your time and really enjoy it, really stop to look at each of the sponsored uh, houses and that. I, I, it took me closer to two hours to get through it, but you know, I was really trying to take it all in. And so, yeah, with the, with the snacks and the, you know, the, the, all the stuff that's going to be going on, I would say to give yourself two hours would be pretty safe. And, and they'll be open too every night from 5 PM to 10 PM. And that's November 13th through January 3rd. And I, I know Disney has been uh, extending their hours lately, but still, if you're at Disney World, and uh, I'd, I'd recommend, uh, it, it, you would not be disappointed to uh, get an Uber and he- head on out and enjoy these lights for a couple hours. I really don't, I don't think you'll regret it. And uh, $25 per adult, I mean, that's the cost of like a a, a, a drink and a, and a uh, cupcake or something at Disney. It's not that much. <laughs> like, and, and that's all you need to spend. And honestly, an Uber or Lyft 
to there from Disney, my guess would be it would be well under $20. So it's not that bad. Always back to the cupcakes, isn't it? It always goes back to the cupcakes. Oh, those are expensive. That reminds me. That reminds me of something with Vero Beach I wanted to talk about too. Well, we can move on to Vero Beach if you want to, and uh... oh, yeah, we can. And I, I've I've got a couple of uh, at 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 c on Instagram. I've got a couple of samples of the lights too that you could take a look at. Uh, they're very beautiful. They do remind me of the Osborne lights. I was. Uh, even more impressed than I thought I would be, which if you listen to the podcast, you'll probably know that doesn't happen a lot. I, I'm not always, <laughs> I'm not the guy that says everything's great and everything's perfect. If I didn't think these lights were worth or I didn't like it, I, I don't even know that I would mention it on the podcast. I, I did promote it already, but so it's a great, great show or great display, a uh, great place great cause. I highly recommend uh, going to gktw.org slash lights and you'll do a couple of clicks away from that and you can purchase tickets. Awesome. Awesome. So let's take a little bit of a drive to Vero Beach and let's get your take on how your long weekend went and what Vero Beach was like. Vero Beach is a DVC resort that is off-site of Disney property, or at least the what we would look at as Disney property typically, and uh, it's it's one of three non-theme park area DVC resorts. You you have Vero Beach, you have uh, one on Hilton Head Island, I believe, right, John in South Carolina, and you have uh, Alani in Hawaii. So Vero Beach, John is. Where where exactly is it from Orlando? Is is it on the Atlantic coast? Yes, it's it's about it, it's about two hours south on the Atlantic coast. Um, I I looked on the map and you know it's basically uh, you know like an hour south of uh, Cocoa Beach, which is one of the closest beaches to Disney. Okay, and, and you said it takes two hours to get there. Now it's probably more south like as in you're going towards miami but not quite that far right i mean oh yeah it's nowhere it's not that far probably probably another hour or so and you'd be in uh, the boca raton hollywood beach fort lauderdale area so maybe another hour or so to that so yeah it's a couple hours a couple hours south driving okay all right so how was your trip and how well, how was your stay? Well, first maybe I better do a little uh, a little pre-explanation of the trip. Uh, it it it, w- it was a trip for my wife and I's 21st anniversary. Um, she had booked it, you know, a couple of months ago prior to get prior to uh, being uh, laid off permanently from Walt Disney World. And my first reaction when that happened was, I don't want to go on the trip. Like, I'd rather not, you know, uh, I guess you might call it sour grapes. I'm like, I don't, (laughs) Disney fired you now. I don't think I want to go on this trip, you know. But I I didn't cancel it because you should never make decisions right after something like that happens. You should wait a few days, think it through, you know, let the emotions calm down a little. And so that's what I did. And we decided 
that we should still go because you know we're big fans of DVC. We don't own anymore, but we always liked it, and we haven't never been there. And I didn't see it happening if I had to pay full price because they were offering employees a discounted price. And she still has her employee status until December fourth, so you know she could still go there as a cast member. So we decided we're just gonna go. We made the trip and uh, like I said it's a it's a it's a nice hotel and you know we got there and checked into our room and we're not really beach people which I guess is one of the problems too but we got there and checked in and we were like all right now what like we we went down to the lobby and we looked around and they had uh, most of the activities were all kid activities and you know like making candy craft projects and things like that and then you know uh, we were like well that's all right we we went to the we walked down and looked at the beach for a little bit and that that was nice and then the uh the the entire pool area was closed for refurbishment and you know i have a pool and i already live in florida so i don't know that i would have necessarily spent much time in the pool anyway but for my for my wife and I, like I said, we're not really the leisurely vacationers. We don't vacation to, you know, sit down and read a book or whatever. We like to do stuff. So we went across the street, and uh, across the street is more Disney property, but we basically went across there, and they had a little nature trail and some tennis courts, and, you know, I walked through the nature trail, and I did enjoy that, but again uh, we got back and there really wasn't a lot to do like uh, i just didn't really have anything to do there and uh, i guess my next complaint would be we wanted to eat and we didn't have reservations for the uh, place to eat dinner so they said we could either wait till 8:30 or we could order at the bar and take it back to the room and we ordered at the bar and uh, here's another thing and and again it, this isn't a problem everybody would have but uh, the Disney employees were getting 40% off at that restaurant. But if you order at the bar, there's no discount. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I saved a little bit of time and it cost me, you know, a hundred dollar Disney meal. And on the plus side, the steak was great. But if somebody would have mentioned that to me, I would have said, I'd be happy to wait for 40% off. Sure. Like no, <laughs> no problem. So I paid full price there, and again, I'm sure everyone li- listening has to pay full price too, but, you know, my wife just got laid off. There's very few times left to use her employee discount, and uh, there's one more lost, but like I said, on the plus side, the steak was excellent, like really good. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I've ever had a better steak. It was so good, so... You know, after I ate it, I'm like, it's fine. And I didn't even know then. It wasn't until the next day we had breakfast at the restaurant. And then re- there's only one restaurant on property, so that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And we asked if there's any discounts because we assume there's not because the bartender told us, no, there's no discount on the food. And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. It's 40% off for cast right now. I was like, wow, that's a great deal. And then uh, we asked on the way out, we were like, does that include dinner? Because we ate here last night. <laughs> they were like, nope, not if you order it at the bar. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. So anyway, the beach is nice. Uh, uh, the, the next day we did 
you know, we went to the beach. I even swam a little bit. But again, I don't really sit on the beach. I kind of walk on it a little bit. So the beach for me is limited to probably like maybe an hour or so. Like I don't I don't like to sit on the beach. And I don't know. I'm just weird, I guess. But what my wife wanted to do was to walk around and explore. And we, uh, you know, we when we went across the street, there was nothing there. And then we we had friends that stayed there before and they said, Oh yeah, down the road, there's lots of good stuff. And so we drove down the road and we found nothing. And, you know, we ended up in the middle of, uh, you know, that I, I, I clicked on Zillow just cause I like to see, but multi-million dollar homes everywhere and nothing really to do in particular. I guess if I had my yacht with me, I could have went yachting or something, but I, <laughs> I just didn't have, <laughs> For a regular person, I didn't have anything to do. So, you know, we went back and um, uh, we asked at the front desk and we should have done this first. Turns out there are some things to do, but you have to make a turn off of the main road. And of course, we didn't know that the first time. So the next day we did go back and we made that turn and there was some cool places to walk around. Like I, I ate at a restaurant called Waldo's. That was just a, such a weird place. And the food was even weird too, but really good. And, you know, but again, it's a place where it's a place where most of the people are, are very, very wealthy. And again, Waldo's wasn't like that. Waldo's was great, but most of the places were very expensive things. And, you know, we went into a clothing store and it was like, my wife looked at a pair of uh, leggings and she's like, oh, look, they have pockets. And she looked, it was $179 for leggings. And she was like, oh, okay. That's not... <laughs> so again, it's a cool place. There was a couple of cool gift shops. Like we actually enjoyed some of them. But for the most part, it's very, very wealthy people when you go down that way. And not a lot to do. Like a lot of the restaurants were booked for the entire night and I think that's because even the wealthy people don't they need something to do too so they're going to the only place within miles to have any kind of entertainment too and so you know we went there and we enjoyed that but honestly we were there for two nights and I feel like one night would have been more than enough <laughs> which is not <laughs> and again if you love the beach you might be saying this guy's an idiot and you know but I did talk, we talked to one of the cast members there on our last day. And, you know, we just told her about our experience. We, we were getting bit up a lot by bugs we couldn't see. And we, you know, we asked her about them and she could, she said, oh, they're called no And I was like, you know, my initial thought was that's uh, the name of a bug. Like, I'm like, wow, she's really going all, all in on that. But no, it's because you can't see them. They're no seums. It's like, and and they they bite your ankles and your feet. And she said they only live near water. She she lives like 25 miles inland, and she said they're not at her house, but anywhere near the ocean and rivers in the area, you're gonna have these bugs you can't see that bite your feet and bite your ankles and not very pleasant. And we asked her about it. We were like. We were like, oh, so you do she 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 grew up there in the area and works at the resort. And this is very telling. I know everyone's saying, Oh, this guy's a jerk, he's an idiot, he's not doesn't appreciate things. This is a girl who grew up there, who lives there, 
who works there, she said, I don't know why people come here. <laughs> she, because once she, she found out my wife was a cast member too, she got a little more honest and stuff and we talked about things. But at some point she's like, I don't even know why anybody comes here. She's like, she drives up to Disney World because she's an employee and gets to go to the parks and stuff. She's like, oh yeah, I love going to Disney World. She's like, I don't know why anybody comes down here. <laughs> she's like, I really don't. Like, I, I, I don't know. And, and so I would say that's pretty telling. If you live in the area and work at the resort and even you don't know why people are going. I, I would say if you are in love with the beach and you have some extra vacation club points, it couldn't hurt to go down there for a day. It's, it's a nice beach spot. But if you plan on doing the beach thing as in, you know, exploring the local restaurants and shops and just enjoying a beach feel of an area, I don't think that's the place to go. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels very reclusive, you know. There's not not a lot there and like i said the the shops and stuff that are there uh, they're not there for hotel guests or out of town people or they're there for the people who live in the multi-million dollar houses and you know enjoy their yachting and all that and you know i i ran into some weird guys like that too there was a there was a rich drunk guy outside of uh, waldo's and we were stuck in the rain and he's just sitting out there and he made some of the weirdest comments I've ever heard. And you could tell he was rich by the clothes, you know, like the rich guys wear the weird all white sneakers and the quality. And and he basically was saying that, you know, he's there every day and he started talking about uh, cocaine and he's like, oh, the, he can't do the cocaine doesn't work in the rain or something because it's raining and i'm like oh yeah that's like just weird stuff and then a kid walked and this guy is drunk he's just this really weird rich guy that's just drunk and he started talking to this kid about uh, all the kids going missing at schools and stuff and i'm like this guy is just creepy and weird i walked through the rain went through the parking lot and went off to the side i'm like my wife felt the same way she's like i gotta get away from that guy i don't he just made everybody so uncomfortable. <laughs> and again, you could tell, like I said, I know people are probably saying, you can't spot a rich guy. You can spot a rich guy. Oh, it's yeah. not that hard. They're, the way they dress, the way they act, the way they talk. like there's a, oh, yeah. And like I said, I'm in the middle of a millionaire world there. So, yeah. Again. I mean, they're, they're the type of, you can always tell because they talk about, selling all their stuff from their old houses in New York or wherever they live and just moving away. And you'll always make, you have your whole life to make money, that type of thing. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's the, well, that's I got the rich the feeling, guy mantras. I, I might be wrong, but I, I'm usually pretty right about this kind of stuff that Vero beach is a, is a really popular place for super rich, guilty guys to kind of, disappear to with their money because <laughs> this guy had some real demons and you could tell that he i don't know like he might have been rich but it sure cost him something to get that way you 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 kind of could see it written all over him like and like i said i we, we we drove much deeper into it and even my wife was like why would anybody even want to live here even if you are rich there's nothing here except other rich people all just being rich together. It's like, 
I don't know. It's just odd. Uh, it, it felt like an odd place to me. And like I said, I'm probably the odd one. And all you, everybody out there who loves Vero Beach and stuff, that's the beach itself is nice. Like I said, the water was warm. The beach was nice. Would I ever go back? I probably not because I could get to Cocoa Beach in an hour. And I'm sure they got nice hotels there that are a little more, you know, uh, have a little more variety of stuff that I eat, drink, shop, activities to do, that kind of thing. And it just, there just wasn't much to do at Vero Beach. Yeah, Vero Beach always, as far as the DVC properties and everything, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild, more or less, you know? It's like that that deal that not a lot of people talk about. You do see videos and, and people talking about staying in uh, the Hilton Head Resort, and that kind of makes sense because it's sort of an in-between point for a lot of people. People will stay there because they want to stay at Hilton Head and they also want a little taste of Disney. And, of course, yeah. you have Alani, which is, you know, just apparently quite an experience in and of itself. Although, you know, they seem to have had a little bit of trouble selling that resort as well. You know, the the uh, the trips to that resort, just, just because of the expense and where it's at and everything. But um, Vero Beach, you just rarely hear a lot about Vero Beach. And maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. I mean... Well, I can say if you're on a Disney vacation and, you know, a member, a member of your family loves the beach or something... It it's it wouldn't be the worst thing to go there and stay a night and uh, definitely go when the pool's open and enjoy the pool a little bit of beach like I'm sure sure it would be fun but I couldn't imagine like staying like a week there or something but again I vacation differently than a lot of people too I don't like to sit on the beach or by the pool and read a book and I pretty much I don't remember the last time I've sat by a pool I don't even sit by my own pool I just don't I i i like movement so so yeah it just it doesn't suit me but i'm obviously it suits some people people go there and they enjoy it and yeah i'm just not one of them oh and with the with the uh all the covid restrictions too it's definitely it's weird being at a beach resort with you know all the masks everywhere and you're not allowed to get your own drinks and it's just a lot of awkward things going on with that too that are you know, that's all right. But yeah, I wanted to say too, I got a, uh, there was so little to do there that I actually bought a drink from Disney, like at the bar. Like I never do that. I always find the pricing absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like uh, this country would be full of wealthy people if they took the money they give to bartenders and, you know, invested that. <laughs> so I kind of try to do that myself. It's like, oh, I yeah I I I I do drink occasionally, but I rarely give a bartender a pile of cash to have my. And anyway, there was so little to do there. We went and had a drink at the bar, and you know it was nice. Um, and then I got a couple of desserts to go, and they were they weren't expensive, like six seven dollar desserts or whatever. But anyway, one drink each and a small dessert to go. I think it. I spent like $60, maybe $70, something like that. Wow. And yeah, again, I'm sure people do that every day and don't think anything of it. But for me, you know, I 
could have got another steak like I had the night before for the same price, and that was one terrific steak. I mean, I would take that steak, even if I wasn't hungry, that steak would still be, you know, much better than that drink ever could be. So I uh, I don't know, just not, not for me, and they bored me in the submission and paying the obscene amounts of money for drinks when even that's something I typically would never do. And on the plus side, I did get to spend a couple of days with my wife for our anniversary, and I did enjoy that. So, and uh, we never talked about it, and we could, but unfortunately, yeah. If 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 we had any fans, we'd probably lose them all now. I didn't like the Disney Cruise that much either that I went on last year for my anniversary. It was okay, and again, I love spending the week with my wife on the boat, and it was. It was cool, but I would never in a million years pay for that, like full price. And here's the here's the last straw. If any if there's any fans left, I don't think Disney Plus is even remotely worth it. <laughs> I don't even love The Mandalorian. I think it's all right. I have no particular pull to make me want to watch it or not watch it. I watch it because my wife thinks the Yoda thing is cute. So we watch it. I don't think it's great. I think they're twisting her. I don't. I don't think the bounty hunters would act like he's acting. All of a sudden, he's a he's a um, a woke good guy. It's like they weren't the best of guys. Those guys, they did whatever they need to do for money. They're, I don't think they're. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to quite fit. Every episode is a you know. Oh, how are we gonna? Instead of just taking something, let's make a deal and help the local people. It's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, but. I don't I don't remember this stuff from classic Star Wars. I could have sworn they just do what they're supposed to do instead of making deals and letting everything slide and just I don't know. It feels too much a reflection to today's values zapped into Star Wars in some point in time. It's <laughs> just weird. Anyway, there's, there's I don't a, feel there's a lore. There's a lore involved in it and how we could we could get into that sometime. That's a whole podcast. I could explain some of that to you. It might illuminate some of that stuff. And it's you know I I, I personally like it a lot, but not because of a little pointy eared alien. There's there's other parts of it that I really like. But um, I I mean as far as a cruise the cruise line that's we've got to cover that on another podcast because I've got questions and there's a lot of details i'd like to hear about that particular trip and why you and you didn't enjoy it or what you did enjoy about it and i did enjoy it but not like i thought i would i heard so many good things for so many years and yeah just not i i didn't enjoy it like i thought i would and again maybe because i didn't have a small child with me and so but you know there are we met friends on there that that we knew from Pennsylvania and saw them, two adults taking a trip by themselves. And so it's not just for kids. So I don't think that's the only reason, but I don't know. I think cruises are great, but I, 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 my wife and I both agreed that if we take another cruise, it'll probably be back to Royal Pacific. You know, they have those awesome giant cruise ships with the they have what they call like Central Park in the middle. It's just so diverse and so much cool stuff on there. And I don't feel like Disney's ships really had that. I feel like it was very limited to what they offered. And, you know, they had kids, kid, an entire thing of kids clubs everywhere. And just, but again, I didn't have any kids. So it's like, well, 
that's a zero for me. It doesn't hurt or help, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah, just terrible. No, not at all. Uh, you're not the only one that hasn't, you know, hasn't seen the value in uh, in in something that Disney has to offer. You well, know, well, I am honest. So yeah, I, I am. I, that's what I mean. I I really want to know um, because it's pretty much all you hear. Like anyone I know that have that has taken a Disney cruise has just been bubbly about it, and I'm. I have never taken the cruise. I have no opinion on it. I probably will never take one of those cruises just because we're just not that cruise type person. Right. But, you know, I, not I'd, either, but I'd like to. Here's the I, reason we did, though, because my wife worked for them and she was yeah. able to book a last minute cruise at an extremely cheap price, like extremely yeah. cheap. So we were like, this would be dumb not to do it. We have to. So I was able to. Uh, get off of work luckily and she could get off work and we just did it mm-hmm. and like i said i don't regret doing it and for the price that i got i it, it was a great cruise for that price if but i'm thinking of it objectively if i paid full price for it i, w- I would have been very disappointed with that well that's that's cool that's a great uh great thing to kind of earmark for a future podcast oh, yeah. hey we could like- we could advertise it as hey husbands here's one to show your wife and tell her this is why we can't go on this disney cruise that you're <laughs> insisting is going to be the best thing ever <laughs> we'll help you on that side every other podcast in the world will help you on the opposite <laughs> yeah that's right this is the one that'll this will say, be the one hmm, yeah. Yeah, maybe not. all right john well i think that's probably gonna wrap it up for the week and if you, uh, unless you have anything else to add about Vero Beach or anything. No, I think I, I think I have it. Vero Beach is nice. Even the employees don't know why people go though. So that's the summer. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> well, where can they find you online, John? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram and Facebook and cwdw on YouTube. And I don't talk about anything I think on there. So yep. You're safe, even if you think I'm an idiot. That's My right. videos don't talk, so we're good. No, no talking. <laughs> you might hear a hello every once in a while. <laughs> or a thank you. I can't help myself. I, if a cast member says hi or something, I, it seems rude to not say hi back. You can find me at the giant rat, T-H-E-E, giant rat, on Twitter and on Instagram. And... That'll do it for this week. Hope to see you back next week. Thanks for stopping in and listening. Stay safe on your adventures.